Welcome to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. These series are hosted by Arvid Bhatt, a triple accredited master coach and expert on the leadership brain and personality. He's worked with over 500 CXOs of multinational companies. Besides his work as an executive coach, he's an author and public speaker. Every episode contains a 15-minute masterclass with in-depth knowledge and a practical case study. Follow our series and become an expert on leadership yourself. Welcome to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. Episode 1. Definitions First of all, thank you so much for tuning in to this series. My name is Arvid and I'm speaking to you from the Netherlands. Before talking about leadership, it might be good to look at the current climate in media and lunchrooms around the globe. People speak about leadership in a lot of different ways. Mostly because they like to link the definition of leadership to at least something they do themselves. So if you work as a manager, you like to lead the team. And if you're just a homeless guy under a bridge, you certainly do some personal leadership to get out of this situation. But sadly, these things have nothing to do with leadership. Leadership is about someone in an ultimately responsible position, creating the strategy for a collective. And three pieces of this definition are crucial. First of all, only the men and women at the top of the iceberg are leading. The others might contribute or even manage a large group of people, but they aren't leading the pact. They're not the ones responsible for the strategy of the whole collective. Secondly, a leader isn't working on how to accomplish goals, but which goals the collective is moving towards. He or she is showing the pact why they are moving to this position and let others decide how to get there. Because a leader isn't an all-knowing, all-powerful superhuman being with competences on every subject. Sometimes they think they do, but really, they don't. And third, it's always about a collective. You can't direct yourself on a stage. You can't lead yourself and you cannot team up with only your own nice little personality. These things are mistaken with responsibility, personal planning, and making decisions that benefit your daily life. It has, sorry to say, nothing to do with leadership. At all. So, now we have the term leader very clear. Someone ultimately responsible for a strategy of a collective. Then what is leadership? Because that seems something you can work at. A competence of some sort. But being a leader is just you in that position. Leadership is basically about showing the right psychological scripts in effective behavior in your role as a leader. I will talk more about these scripts in a later episode. For now, focus on behavior. It's great that you're ambitious or talented or successful or powerful, but the only thing deciding whether you're effective as a leader is your behavior. A lot of professionals think that an MBA or other ways of gathering knowledge will bring them closer to a position as a leader. And sometimes that's true, but never for the right reasons. Most boardroom members know how they should act, but only a handful show that they know. So, and this is an important lesson, it's not about know-how, but about show-how in leadership. People are looking up to you with a, where are we going boss, look on their face. 
and whatever you want, if you can't show the way, they certainly won't follow. Only telling the way is the best predictor of you asking yourself in a few months why nothing happened. We know that this leader type is running a collective and in the next episode I'm going to talk more about necessity, about the collective itself and the type of leader they would like to see. But what I can tell you right here and now is that leadership isn't useful all the time. Leaders have this unique talent to steer, change and decide. But sometimes the collective is just okay. That's the moment a leader can be extremely destructive in his strive for change and success. Because you can't always peak. You can't always and endlessly grow. The only thing in nature that grows endlessly and uncontrollably is cancer. And it'll kill you. As do unpolished leaders with a hunger for recognition. In this series, you'll learn to understand why they have this hunger where the hunger arose, and how to feed it properly without killing the collective. Inside companies, we also have the role of a manager, commonly mistaken with a leader. A manager is responsible for controlling, measuring and ordering a subgroup within the collective. He or she creates boundaries, rules and instructions for professionals to work with. It's very important to know and understand that a subgroup can never have a different strategy or goal than the full collective. They are just delivering a piece of the cake, but with another recipe you end up with one bite of strawberry in a chocolate cake. So a manager isn't tasked with strategy, nor is he ultimately responsible for reaching the collective goal. Linked to the needs of professionals and the way they work and develop, it is important to help these people to function the best way possible. This means they create safe boundaries for the professional to work in. It gives people a secure feeling and a comfortable place to expand their personal trades. Having a specific task within the subgroup, the manager needs to find the right people to form a team. People that not only combine powers, but also, and this is important, fill in each other's weak spots, trying to get them to work in one pace enabling the team to check in on every sub-goal to see if it's all is going well. A manager, however, this is not a very popular task, also needs to check if people actually do their work. Have you ever tried to lose weight? Well, you have to step onto a scale every week and possibly every day. This is the only way to measure and make sure to adapt if results aren't like planned. People tend to overestimate their competences structurally, as researched by Taylor and Brown in 1988. They wrote a paper on illusions of well-being. I'll address those in a later episode, on working with normal people. But for now, it's good to know that a decent and healthy human being structurally overestimates their own capacities and status. So a manager needs to check, needs to measure, and needs to make sure that all the elements within the team Cooperate in a congruent way. Now you understand the differences between a leader and a manager. I won't talk a lot about management in upcoming episodes, but we actually are going to see how this script and personality is very useful within organizations. Unless you're all emailing me to ask for management information. I'll then add it to the series in a later stadium. For this moment, let's see what the lessons are. 1. Leadership isn't about know-how, but about show-how. So don't focus on gathering knowledge, but on changing your daily behavior. 2. A leader is ultimately responsible for the strategy of a collective. 
Three, a manager is responsible for controlling, measuring and ordering a subgroup within the collective. Four, professionals working within a collective will typically overestimate their competences and position, and both the manager and leader need to be aware of this. Five, a leader needs to lead the way and point where the collective is going. The professionals on the work floor need to decide how to get there, and the manager makes sure that the subgroup works congruently, measures results and creates the right boundaries to stay within. Practical case study A case study with Bob. Bob is the leader of company X. He inherited the company from his father and functions as a CEO for two years now. He's struggling with his role and took some leadership courses. But people within the management team just don't accept Bob as a leader. He calls me up on a Saturday afternoon, really confused and depressed. We agree to meet and Bob shows up looking tired. He looks like a man that hasn't slept for a week. As soon as he starts to talk, I just listen to him and observe his actions. Bob is an extremely nice guy. He cares about the people, cares about the legacy of his father and worries himself sick about the future of the company. I just don't know how to get there, is a sentence he uses multiple times. Within his story, he details a very common situation. His father was a dominant man and the people within the organization obeyed him. After father died suddenly, Bob was left with this company, but didn't exactly inherit the personality of his dad. Logically, because dominant people rarely raise dominant children. The management team, consisting of five experienced people, smell his doubt and try to take over the company. To be very precise, they offer to do what we call a management buyout. Bob, not being very dominant, but very sensitive, didn't think that felt good. He wanted to honor his father's legacy and keep the company in a family property. That is what his father would have wanted. In our sessions, I've asked Bob very simple questions. Where do you want to company to be in five years? Why should people go there with you? And ultimately, why are you trying to find out how to get there? Especially this last question took him some time. Why I try to find out how to get there? I'm the boss, that's my job, isn't it? On which I replied, is it? I've explained Bob the same as I did to you in this first episode. If you go on a vacation, you say, I want to go to Dubai. But do you buy your own aircraft and fly there? No, you don't, because you're not a pilot. Still, you decide where to go. Same as within the company. You lead the way and explain people why they should join on this trip. And then ask them a simple question. How do you think we should get there? People do want to be a problem owner, but only within their competence field. So you tell the collective where to go, and if they believe you and are motivated in the right way, they will combine powers and get you there. Don't try to figure out everything by yourself, because you can't. Bob gathered the whole company in a meeting and presented the history of the company. He opened up about his worries and doubts and told people he just isn't the same as his father. But he knows that if they all combine powers, the future looks good. He presented his view on the five-year strategy and opened up the room for suggestions on how to get there. People applauded, were enthusiastic and contributed with incredible great ideas. Bob changed his behavior by opening up about his insecurities, stating his vision and accepting help from other people. 
This created an opportunity for him to lead the company in a different, but a good way. Let's end this episode with the most important thing that came up. Being a leader is a very responsible and difficult task. Don't make it any more difficult by doing everything alone. You're not weak when asking for help. And certainly not for accepting other people's expertise. It's all about changing behavior and showing how as you lead. Thanks for listening. I hope you join me next time when we're working on the subject matter of necessity. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud channels. More information on executive coaching and bookings can be found on true-leadership.com.